Thanks for joining us on Beyond the Sermon, the podcast of First Methodist Church in Collingswood, New Jersey. The goal of our podcast is not just to share our sermons, but to go beyond the sermon, to have conversations about what we're learning and what God is doing in us and in our community. This conversation you're about to hear was inspired by our 2023 sermon series, Exalted, Living in Light of the Ascension of Jesus. You can find more information about our church at fumccollingswood.org. Thanks for joining us in this conversation. Favorite Bob Marley song, go. I don't actually know a whole lot of Bob Marley. I don't know if that makes me a heathen or just not a reggae fan. But um, I mean, the one that comes to my mind is the one where he says, you know, don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. I I think that's probably just the the standard one. But Um, what's your favorite Bob Marley song? Well, I went through a whole Bob Marley phase, but like. Whenever I was like, oh, why is this person so famous? Then I'd like mm. go through their discography when I had the time in college. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, Jammin' is probably my favorite because it's just simple, upbeat, and says we're jamming in the name of the Lord. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I like that. That's that's a good that's a good vibe. But through his discography, there is a lot of discussion of Zion. Mm. references Zion a lot and yeah. so that really stuck out to me when you were referencing and uh, continued after the verse that was discussed um, before from Psalm 110 uh, where in verse 2 it, it mentions Zion and I'm curious what does Zion symbolize or is it a place and if it's a place where is it? Sure. What's Zion? So Mount Zion was the mountain that Jerusalem was built on. Hmm. And so, you know, the in uh, the Psalms, it talks a lot about going up to Jerusalem, going up to the house of the Lord, going up to Zion. Yeah. Um, and that's because it was literally up a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, all roads to Jerusalem ended, you know, by going up yeah. to Jerusalem. And huh. so uh, that's why you get like through the book of Psalms, there's a, a whole chunk of them that are called the Psalms of Ascent. Mm-hmm. And they were the the psalms that the Jewish people would sing as they were on pilgrimage, going up to Jerusalem for the different festivals and stuff throughout the year. Yeah, so that's what Zion is. It's just another word for Jerusalem in the Old Testament. I never knew that. And it's mentioned a lot in the Old Testament, especially. Yeah, yeah. And another thing you mentioned that um, probably isn't referenced nearly as much uh, in Scripture, but I'm still curious. You also talked about the day of evil yeah i think that was in ephesians 6 there um that you can stand firm in the day of evil that's a good question and i don't know that's entirely clear just from that Mm -hmm. one passage or that one translation i think some other translation might say um that you can stand firm in the evil days Mm. you know and so um depending on how you interpret that greek grammar yeah um you know it can be the day of evil which is kind of sounds like a title but it could also just be like a possessive sense of like the evil days and so that's kind of where i tend to go with it not some necessarily future one day is gonna come and then a lot of evil is gonna happen right it's like the day of the lord is something that's very definite in mm-hmm. scripture. And there's a day that, you know, Christ is going to come and judge and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And that's going to lead to the whole next 
age or whatever. But I I think there in Ephesians, it's talking more just like, so you can stand in the midst of evil days. Yeah, I mean, there's evil all around us, and Mm -hmm. and we're talking about the armor of God and and kind of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And so is everything we experience a part of this spiritual war happening? That's a tough one. It is a tough one. That's why I like asking you yeah, the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On some level, I want to answer both yes and no. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that everything we experience in this world is caused by this war that's going on? No, because people make choices and there are natural mm-hmm. consequences in the world and mm-hmm. natural events and things that happen. But at the same time, I think both God and Satan use those things or try to use those things um, to their advantage. Try in Satan's case. Sure, sure, sure. God does. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, God does if we'll let him. Yes. Uh, You know, because I think there are a lot of times where something happens, we don't even take it to God. We don't invite Mm -hmm. God into it. And we don't give God the opportunity to use it in the way he would hope to, he would want to, yeah. um, to shape us, to form us, to build us up and all that. I, th- I still think it's a try in both sense. Um, mm-hmm. But we give, we give that authority in our lives. And I think God respects that yeah. uh, a lot of times. Sometimes he smacks us in the head with a two by four and that's mm-hmm. what we need. Yeah. So I think, there's a lot that happens that isn't necessarily the result of the war, but gets used in the war. Mm. Like a conversation I had with a friend a few weeks ago that I don't think was meant to be a negative conversation. Mm. Yeah. And didn't necessarily feel like a negative conversation in the midst of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, as it started rolling around in my head, the interpretation that I was applying to it wasn't necessarily a helpful interpretation. Mm. Didn't necessarily lead to you know good headspace. Yeah, I don't think I was interpreting their motives well or correctly. Mm-hmm. And when I say Satan, I don't mean necessarily like the one. Satan, Lucifer, you know, head honcho kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy on your shirt, you know. Jeremy's wearing his Not Today Satan shirt, which was quite (laughs) apropos. You don't give more context. I just Um, wear a lot of shirts with Satan on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that refers, I think, then to, like, him and all the the demonic spirits that followed him. But jumped right in on all that. And... Could have easily and started to, you know, take that wedge and widen it and try to yeah. break the relationship. Yeah. And took me a little while to recognize that all that was going on and mm-hmm. whatnot. But but I do think Satan's very opportunistic and he'll jump in on those things. And, yeah. and I think that God wants to work in the midst of all those things. Mm-hmm. So, no, not everything is spiritual warfare, but everything could become... Yeah. Spiritual warfare, I think, yeah. is how I would answer that. Yeah. What do you think? I I think, at least in regards to Satan's role and power and dominion over things, is that we, 
when I say we, uh, maybe I'm missing something in Scripture. By all means, I'm always sure we're not pretending to have to all learn. the answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is that I haven't seen a spot that even implies that Satan is omnipresent like God is. Right. And so I've I've been in church circles where it's like. I couldn't find a parking spot. Satan's at it again. Mm-hmm. And so, like, anything that, that isn't pleasant sure. is of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think because he's not all-powerful, all-present, um, that he has to be more focused on what he's kind of up to, not like parking spot. Yeah. Putting his time on that. But I think that it doesn't take much from him for us to then continue the damage. Sure. So it's the thought, kind of like with Eve, it's the thought of God doesn't want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And then he can be gone, done. Mm-hmm. That thought's in your head, and then where that leads, your actions, your walk sure. of faith, all of those things, um, you can just kind of go down that whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and so that's where, for me, if it's if it's something that, seems out of nowhere and goes against the kingdom. Mm. Um, and you're like, that doesn't seem like that person. Or that does, sure. you know, isn't my normal thought, or I don't even know how that came to my head. And you can see the d- divisiveness that it would bring. Then sometimes like just doing kind of a check on like the, should I really blame that person? That's really out of character for that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to act on these immediate reactions and like I'm getting sure. hot headed or whatever. Um, and I, and like thinking of the repercussions that it could bring, not just to myself, but to the body Yeah. Um, that there might be something more to that. And we won't know necessarily mm-hmm. uh, unless maybe, I don't know. The Spirit works in so many different ways. The Holy Spirit works in so many different ways. So, I don't know if people have had experiences where they get discernment and, you know, the Spirit lays on them that, like, well, you know who's behind that, so don't give it attention and stay focused on the goal. Uh, You know, keep running the race. Since we have the Spirit dwelling within us, that usually we're able to see that it's when something's of God mm-hmm. and we can give him that full credit where I feel like the things with Satan, it might be more of our leaning versus knowing. And it might be because whatever the situation is, is in tune with his character that we see is the mm-hmm. deceiver, you know, and we know his ultimate goal of, yeah. of trying to pull us apart from God and, and, mm-hmm those things and so it's it's very complicated yeah. well and i think that's where um you know and certainly wouldn't claim to be an expert on demonology or anything like that facts on facts um, <laughs> but um I, I think that's where like those other spirits that went mm. with satan you know and so mm-hmm. throughout scripture you get terms of like when um daniel is in babylon and he prays to god and god sends the archangel michael Mm -hmm. to come and give a message to daniel but it took him three weeks to get there Mm -hmm. oh no it wasn't michael he said it was maybe it was gabriel he sent one of the angels he said i was held up by the prince of persia and i had to go and get michael so i could get through Mm -hmm. and and i so i think there are these tiers and layers to these spiritual powers and stuff, you know, so there's Satan, but then, you know, 
even there in Ephesians 6, it talks about like the the powers, the principalities, the spiritual powers in this dark world. And I think there are levels to that. So it's not that yeah. Satan's everywhere, yeah. but... And, and I do want to clarify that most of what I was sharing, you could depend, and it's, and it's really perspective when people speak of it, is... Some people say, oh, that's a demonic thing. Yeah. Um, and so it could be interchangeable because it's right. ultimately with the desires and coming from the leadership of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also shout out to uh, Michael and Gabriel. And so keep an eye out for um, those tattoos on people's biceps at the beach this summer to be reminded of how strong and cool yeah. <laughs> Michael and yeah, Gabriel yeah, yeah. are depicted. Yeah. But the other thing I was going to say is, um, but I think there are also like different types of spirits that we encounter. Mm -hmm. And so, like I mentioned in uh, the sermon on Sunday that the last few weeks I've been feeling anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily something that's normal for me. You know, I'm not generally an anxious person. But somewhere along the way in the last couple weeks, like we realized... I would have a day where I was feeling anxious and then it would kind of subside a little bit. But then Meg would have a day where she was feeling real anxious. Mm-hmm. Or, and then the boys just seemed anxious about stuff. And it was just, you know, there's this sense of which it's kind of like a when you get a cold and you pass it around yeah. with the people you're close to. And uh, I think warfare can work that way, too, oh, where we you know, share it and, you know, that it pass it back and forth yeah and so and and it took a little while to reach that point of discernment where it's like oh like this isn't this isn't just the situation yeah this isn't just this like this feeling of anxiety that kind of coming out of nowhere or it's or it's way stronger than it should be given the reality of the situation and i think i think in ministry i've definitely seen Every time something good is about to happen or sometimes mm-hmm. it always seems to be surrounded by the biggest mountaintops in ministry are either preceded or followed by something really bad. Oh, yeah. And so sometimes when something really bad happens before an event or something that mm-hmm. I'm planning, I was like, oh, it's going to be good. Like, <laughs> I can't get distracted by yeah. this, yeah. take care of this situation, whatever it might be, but I can't give it more attention and let it take away my headspace of what we're preparing for because that's when I know it's really good. And I'll even say this uh, sometimes to my volunteers are like, everything seems like it's falling apart right now, but that's because God's going to do really good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's one of those things, just constantly reminding um, that, that we're, we're a part of this battle, even if we can't see a physical battle, yeah. um, we're not watching 300 or whatever it might be. And, and it might be a little easier to imagine, but. Um, yeah. And I think that's where the scripture and the worship helps us yeah. to refocus the priority, to refocus our perspective mm-hmm. and to yeah. let all the other stuff kind of fall into its places. And the part we play, how do we prepare for any of this is the armor of God. And so um, wanted to know practically, what does it look like to put that on? Because it's very metaphorical, but like if we're imagining putting those things on, if we're putting on righteousness, if we're putting on um, truth, if we're, you know, putting these th- things on, what does it look like? Well, if 
you open my closet, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have, I don't That's have how armor you in my closet. Uh, samurai uh, armor on the church account. Yeah, no. Uh, this would be a great illustration one day. <laughs> it's an object lesson. Um, no, but I think, um, like going back to what I wrote in Traces of Grace this mm. past weekend, which if you didn't read that, it's okay. You can go back. It should be in your email. But talking about the the passage from Colossians, where Paul's writing, he says, "You know, this is the or set your heart, set your mind on the things above, where Christ is seated in at the right hand of God." And then he goes on to say, "This is kind of what it looks like. You have to put off mm. all the old." life stuff mm-hmm. and you have to put on compassion and tender heartedness and forgiveness and patience and all these things that sound a lot like the fruit of the spirit yeah. where he, which he listed in, in Galatians. Um, I was talking about how in my head that, that looks like putting on our clothes each day mm. and, you know, it's a choice each day. It's not that we actually, you know, as we're putting on our shirt, say I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness mm. or I'm putting on love, but it's that daily choice that this is the framework I'm choosing. And this is what I'm choosing to believe. And so, we're choosing to believe when we put on the armor of God that God's truth is truth and it's not just up for interpretation and that we're putting on the righteousness that God has. We're choosing to stand in that rather than trying to earn our own righteousness or make ourselves righteous um, and so on and so forth through those different pieces of armor. But I just got slapped by the spirit. Oh, yeah. I don't know how else to describe what you were saying that it's just like, it seems small, Mm -hmm. but it's a conscious effort. Mm -hmm. But after doing it every day for years, you don't really think about it. Yeah. It's so natural Mm -hmm. to have those things on you. And it is so noticeable the day you don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Right? When everyone knows you as being clothed and that's the expectation and the body of being, you know, with the uh, armor of God on, that if that is your daily habit, then when it's not there, it's very noticeable. Sure. Um, Just like if I walked up into the pulpit and didn't have a shirt on. Yeah. Another great illustration we can use. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> but, but, but even then, and then you think of the times of when you don't put on tons of clothes like you're just okay i don't have to leave the house today yeah so i don't put anything on so if we don't have it on like sometimes we hide away Mm. from people within the body Mm -hmm. like i don't want them to see me without the armor of god on or without you know clothes in this metaphor but like that Mm -hmm. that's really well i think sometimes we get kind of lazy about it too right Mm -hmm. and you know, if I'm just home for the day, I don't necessarily want to get dressed. I don't want to put clean clothes. I'll just put on whatever I grabbed that I wore yesterday. And that's it's not enough. But yeah, I, and I think that gets to the heart of it, though. It's It needs to be a daily thing. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be an intentional choice mm-hmm. of our will. It's yeah. not just, you know, it, it can become a habit. 
but it can't just become habitual. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can't just be something we do without thinking about it. Yeah, like back in the day when people just wore suits all the time. Like, why would you want to do that first off? But it was, it's like it just became the thing. Like, that's what you do. Even like going to airports back in the day. Like, you right, dressed sure. up to be uncomfortable in a plane for multiple hours. Right. And, and so it, it just becomes a kind of what you do. It's more of just to fulfill other people's expectations. Mm. Not a... This is what I want to do, and, and and this, I guess, illustration, metaphor, whatever it might be, that, like, nobody wanted to be uncomfortable right. in those suits. But if you were going to, you know, I, I heard the term, like, we're ambassadors of Christ. So if you're going to go represent God in the world, mm-hmm. then, like, out of that desire to represent him well, you dress up, mm-hmm. like, sure. for for whatever it might be. So you may look the same. As everyone else, because they're doing it. We're talking within the church here yeah. of like, you'll, you'll look the same because we're all dressed the same. But then why did we dress the same? Mm-hmm. Was it out of the same intentions or was it just out of habit? Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we're confusing people more. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> only in the, only in, and, and, and it might still leave this in, but like only in the sense of doing it so often and so well for the right reasons mm-hmm. that it becomes natural. Yes. And... You don't need to focus as much to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about like you don't do it out of habit. But I think if you're doing it incorrectly, you can't put on the armor of God just out of habit. Those things, if not genuine, your righteousness, your peace, your truth. Like if it's not genuine peace, mm-hmm. then did you really put it on? Or the or otherwise, it's just a facade of I have everything together mm-hmm. and, I, you know, mm-hmm. those things. And so just want to make that clarification that habitual can be good mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it is still in the right place but habitual for the sake of the appearance of and and i think it gets it. more comfortable right mm-hmm. like armor is not particularly comfortable or like josiah is playing little league this year mm-hmm. and he's been playing catcher about mm-hmm. a third of the time yeah and you know the first time he had to put that catcher's gear on it took him like seven minutes to get the chest plate, chest protector on just right, to get the shin guards strapped onto his legs with all four buckles, buckled so yeah. they'd stay where they're supposed to, to get the helmet on, to put the glove on, yeah. the catcher's mitt. But as the season has gone on, it's become a lot more natural. And so mm-hmm. even if he's on base at the end of an inning and he's got to go in and catch, you know, it's now like two or three minutes to before he can yeah. get behind the plate and be ready to catch because it's become more natural in a yeah. good way. And it's still intentional. He's still got to put on every yeah. piece. If he goes out there without the chest protector on, if he goes out there without the catcher's mitt or whatever, like he's going to notice, yeah. you know, and he's not going to be able to do what he's supposed to be doing, but it does become more natural as time goes and it's on. It's not only more natural, the process of putting it on, Mm-hmm. But I'm sure operating within it, operating within it because it's a little more customized to him now. All right. those adjustments he had to do sure. to get it to be, his, you know, fit his body right, not fall off his head, the mm-hmm. helmet, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the armor of God, it's sometimes the I'm emulating 
other people that I see wearing the armor. Yeah. And so like, it's a one size fits all in my head. And so I see them acting righteous in this way. And I see them, they gain peace in this way. But sometimes as we walk with God, then it's not that we're not receiving it from the same place, but that it might look slightly different on us. Sure. And that God, you know, works with us on those things too be ambassadors for him out in the world and it's not going to be the one size fits all on every single person okay we're passing out you know the armor at church on sunday morning and you know it's the right stuff so it'll work for every single person in here and it's not that it's not the armor of god it's just right like when david tried to wear saul's armor It's like, I'm just, oh, no, we can't use that because he's like, I'm just better without. <laughs> Took well, off all the armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he went with God. But and he went with God. That's and what he went with God is mm-hmm. supposed to be. He wasn't, yeah. Yeah, man's armor versus God's armor. Exactly. And somebody else's armor compared to what God was asking him to do. Yes. Oh, man. So if any of you could keep track of all that we just went through, we're going to be giving out golden stars at the office. So come by and ask Marie. <laughs> Moral of the story, we've got to put on the armor mm-hmm. each day mm-hmm. in the sense that we have to make the choice intentionally to to walk in it, to live in it, to, to put ourselves within the truth of God and the righteousness of God, the peace of God, the salvation he gives us, the faith he gives us, uh, his word. And so, you know, those are the things we have to to take up each day and just like andres it might just be a couple minutes yeah. of setting yourself and every day might look different like i said shorts versus pants versus whatever it might be it's like oh i have a stressful meeting at work today i know i'm gonna need a little more peace or i'm gonna sure. need, you know yeah. to prepare myself with more patience and and focus my prayer time with god on that mm. as i prepare for the day and put those things on so that i can better reflect christ yeah uh today